Hi, Linda Phils here. Welcome to my show where I will be sharing with you the strangest secrets to spiritual and professional success and productivity. So let's get started. Then God took it up a level. I was feeling it was time to do something different but stay in education. I'd had a few friends teaching in the local prison systems. We were in uh, southeast Texas. Our county had six units. And Texas was one of the forerunners in what they call correctional education. And so they actually had a school system. We used to tease each other about being in the largest school system in the state, unfortunately. <laughs> but they had a school system in, in, the, in the prisons. And of course, it was quality education, hired certified teachers. We had planning going on. Our goal was to get these men up to a ability to take the GED exams, to get a high school equivalency exam, and to also provide trades. And so that's where I found myself teaching guys who were imprisoned. And they were in there for, as you can imagine, some bad things. I didn't want to know why they were incarcerated. Because, guys, you had hot check writers to murderers and rapists all in the same room. Uh, I know we have to have prisons, but that's one of the things I never could quite understand. But we lump them all in there together. And so I didn't want to know why they were in there. I wanted to treat them as individuals, as men who needed guidance. These men were in real prison. But here's my thought for us. We are all, Linda talked about fire. We are all in our own prisons. Sometimes we find ourselves in prisons of shame. Prisons of offense, prisons of addictions, prisons of believing lies that the devil says about us. We have to watch that and be aware of it. So what I'm telling you applies no matter what prison you might encounter. In one of my classes, a 60-year-old man would need the same things my 10-year-old students said needed in the world. He needed someone to show him some love. He needed someone to show him the love of God, love of learning, and love of life. And many of them, this was the first time it had ever happened to them. I'd like to share two quick stories. I share these to reinforce the fact that we make a difference around people around us. Not to pat myself on the back, but these are two examples. One day I was uh, in between classes and my principal called me in her office. And I'm going, uh-oh, what did I do now, you know? Those of you in education know what I'm talking about or any job. Boss calls you in and you don't know why you're thinking, I screwed up, right? I did something wrong. She called me and sat me down. She said, Rick, I just want you to know that Mr. Rodriguez, this guy was like mid-40s. He was doing some time. He said when he gets out, he wants to be like you. And if the fruit of the Spirit is flowing, you're praying, you stay filled up, these things are going to happen. And sometimes you don't even know what's happening. It's not like you plan it sometimes, right? So it was a beautiful thing to see that man say that about me. And I was so grateful for that. I went home and had tears of joy, but I had tears of woe. I am responsible for what I'm doing. You know, teachers are held accountable, right? Those of you in teaching know exactly what I'm talking about. Those of you teaching Sunday school or teach at the job, we're held accountable for what we're teaching our folks, our students. One more story. He was 15, 16 years old. He was doing some hard time. I don't know what he'd done, but obviously it was pretty bad because in Texas, you're an adult at 15 if you do a bad enough crime. And he was doing like nine years flat, no parole coming up. But he was in school. Smart. Well, one day, I told him what we were going to do that day. I always wrote my objectives on the board, and we talked about our process for that three-hour segment. And he let out a word. 
because he didn't like what I was doing. And of course, the class got quiet because they want to see what you're going to do. You know I'm going to have to write you up for that because you, you disrespected me and we can't do that. And so we went on with the day when the supervisor in the unit itself got a hold of it. What are we going to do to get his attention? I said, well, a kid has a lot of potential. He's never had a father figure. He's never been disciplined, ever. And I said, let's put him out in the host squad. Now, you guys know these are prison farms, right? And some of their task is to go out in the cotton fields, the corn fields, or whatever, and they literally give them a hoe, and they hoe between the rows for six hours. And in 95-degree heat, 95% humidity, that's work. So he agreed with me. We put him out there six weeks. When he came back to my classroom, the other guys were watching me. So when he came back in my classroom, I treated him exactly like I treated everybody else. I welcomed him back to the room, and we got after it. Well, about six months later, he got his GED. He got busy, did it. And it's probably a year or two later even. He wasn't in my class for a long time at this point. I got a transfer to another unit. And he saw me in the hallway. Guys, when you go in those prisons and you hear those two doors locked behind you, it's a weird feeling because you ain't getting out unless that guy in that tower punches that button <laughs> to unlock that gate. But anyway, I was going to work one day, and civilian or employees walk in the middle of the hallways and the prisoners have to walk on the outside of the hallways. They have, like, painting stripes so they know where they have to walk. Some of you have done prison ministry, you know what I'm talking about. And there's a, quite a grapevine in the prisons. <laughs> he had found out that I was being transferred, and as I'm walking into work one day, I heard somebody holler, Mr. Fields, Mr. Fields! And I turned around, and there was Derek. And he said to me, he said, I want to thank you for what you did for me. He said, nobody's ever done that before taking time to make sure that I understood and that I knew discipline because that's what they're crying out for. Quite often, I'd have the young guys say, Mr. Fields, if you'd have been at home with me, you'd have whooped me, wouldn't you? <laughs> and I'd say, you know, I would. I said, I'd do it in love, and you'd know why the punishment or the discipline was coming. But yeah, I would have because every one of us cries out for that discipline, and we have to get it. And if we don't get it as a youngster, we wind up going to the streets, and you all know the story about what's going on there. It's really sad. Anyway, let me keep moving on here. Well, we got, oh, we're going, this is going to be perfect. We've got eight minutes. The three gold nuggets I want to leave you with, and make sure you write these down, guys. These are the three key things that I'm trying to express to you. Number one, when the going gets tough, you don't ever give up. You look for that open door. You continue to move forward. It gets discouraging, I know. It's hard sometimes to find our way, but you don't give up. You know, You may, maybe for a short time, Get upset a little bit about things. But like Linda says, just be mad for five minutes and then move forward. Because <laughs> we do have emotions and we have to work through those. But don't give up. You have to keep moving forward. Number two, don't underestimate yourself. You have to go with your heart and you have to go with what God shows you to do. No matter what others may think about it. That's the key. I can't tell you how many of us, we don't realize it, but quite often we want to please man. 
Look around you today. Look around at the church. We want to please man instead of doing what the Lord is showing us to do that we should be doing both as individuals and as corporate bodies in our churches. So don't underestimate yourself. And number three, to me, is the best one here. All people have value. Have you ever thought about a world without a janitor? Somebody cleaning the toilets for us, in a, in a, like in an office building? I don't think that'd be a very nice place in a short time, would it? All the way up to the leader or the owner of the companies. Every person has this position. What we stress, what I like to stress to all of us, I don't care what our job is. Obviously, we want to do our best. Hopefully, God will want you to move on up in the situation you're in, get promotions, pay raises, whatever. But we have to do what we do as unto God, right? And so your work is holy. We hope you're loving the Linda Field Show and that these ideas are helping you succeed day by day. We know you're busy and don't always get the resources you need to grow in your development as a spiritual professional. That's why Linda has created True Tribe, a community of learning for men and women who are ready to experience God-made success. You can access helpful classes and put your learning to work by getting started today for just $1. Come on over to truetribe.org join and get what's waiting for you inside True Tribe. See you over at truetribe.org slash join.